welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I know we got a lot of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze to talk about today, Robert, but I just have to tell you about something that happened to me when I was playing Witcher 3 earlier this week. I mean, a lot of things happened during the Witcher 3, but I don't... Have we discussed that you've been playing that? I don't remember us ever talking about you've been replaying it, because I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 again. Oh yeah, so we've yeah we've both been playing like the the really big open world games right now, and, and we'll get into Witcher 3 um soonish here not not in this episode but i just had the wildest thing happen to me on that game Uh i was i was in the uh dlc area for it's called toussaint it's for the blood and wine expansion that i've never played and i was getting kind of sick of doing like main quests and side quests and stuff so i just wanted to go explore for a while because the area itself is really nice and like vivid and pretty um so i just went as far as i could uh on the map i put like a little waypoint and I got there, and there was, like, this enemy base, and it was just wave after wave of enemies coming out of there and, like, some, like, underground caverns to explore. And I was, like, I, I couldn't figure out how to, like, get the mark, like, the marker on that map to, to gray out, um, like, saying that I cleared it or whatever. Uh-huh. And then on my way out, I had noticed, like, as I was fighting a few more enemies, that my, um, like, Geralt that I use most of the time has really long hair. Um, but he... it. it his head was shaved and i'm like wait a second i haven't changed his hair so i was like is my game glitching out and i just like i'm like how did this happen (laughs) and i was like i gotta fix this so i fast traveled to to a nearby like forest in tucson and -hmm. his hair was back to normal and i was like okay and then i looked at the screen and i'm like this is an awfully like vast hill for this dlc which is usually covered in trees and like grass bushes and and vegetation and stuff like that so i got on my horse and i said okay i'm just gonna go this way and as i was riding so you know how in a lot of games like especially last gen they would have to like load their textures so Mm you get a lot of pop in yeah yeah the reverse thing was happening here everything was popping out All the trees were disappearing as I got closer to them. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I've never had something like this. Happen you're deloading before. the game while you're exploring it. It's like, all right. Uh, I was going forward and I was like, isn't it weird what the tree keeps looking like it's going away? And as I went more and more f- like forward, all the trees started like despawning and all the textures were going away. And it was just like a plain green hill. And I was like, what's going plain on here? Green hill zone. <laughs> yeah, plain green hill zone. So I like I exited out and I reloaded the game and as soon as I loaded in the game he was spawned in just a whole group of trees that had despawned before. And I was like, <laughs> that's cool. I've never had a game have pop out. I don't even think See, here's the thing, now that you mention it, I didn't even think that was possible. I never had an idea where a, a thing enough, oh, imagine a glitch that actually makes things disappear when you get closer to it. I never yeah. even thought about that. That's I. Sh- I wish I had recorded it because it was like, 
hilarious, but also, like, at the same time, I was like, what is going on here? Because it's like, it, it happened in the other area with his hair. The hair textures despawned, and it was just, like, shaved Geralt. And then all of a sudden, all the trees see, start see, despawning. It's not, it's not a bug. It's a feature. It's a feature, yes. <laughs> Too bad you can't turn it on and off at will. <laughs> um, but, like, I've had glitches in, like, Fallout 4 where you, like, fall through the world. Uh-huh. Um, Battlefront 1, like, from 2015 also had something where I, like, fell through the world. And I would, like, take a video of that to commemorate, like, ooh, I found a cool glitch. But for some reason, my mind didn't go to um, taking a, a video yeah. on, on The Witcher 3. It went to, like, oh, I need to fix this because I want to go into the forest. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. We'll we'll get to Witcher three uh, at some point here, but we got we got a kind of a big undertaking uh, on this show to start today here on mm-hmm. Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we are going to start some coverage of Robert's uh, top play of twenty twenty two, which is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, we'll kind of like illustrate how we're going to do that in a moment. But before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here <laughs> with my good friend and co-host Robert, and I will ask him. How are you doing? See, I was gonna, I was thinking you about to forget that part, and I was gonna bring no, it randomly. No, never. Randomly. I was gonna say <laughs> it randomly. Only back in the, the day cast. when we started. But uh, yeah, but since you remember, uh, I'm fine. Just a little tired. That's pretty much it. How, how have you been? I've been pretty good too. Not not so much tired as like I was last week, but you know, I, I get tired at night. Um, yeah. I've been playing One Piece Odyssey. Uh, we'll talk about that in the future because I've kind of just gotten started on it. Um. But like I said at the top of the show, we're going to do some tropical freeze. Um, The way we're going to do it is we're going to treat this first part of it as the special where the entire episode is about it. However, we will start our Pokemon Drip, Ruby, and Sapphire. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do two worlds this week. And then, you know, the following episodes will be, you know, regular markers on the map episodes. Except we're going to cover one world of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze per week. Mm -hmm. Along with our usual game updates and news updates. But since it's been so light in news, I figured we could use this first part of tropical freeze to do like an entire episode about it yeah you could you could just pretty much do that i'm trying to think what else has pretty much been going on besides what we plan now uh yeah i'm level 162 in fall, fall guys. as i say i think that's pretty much it i think fall guys legit has been the only <laughs> thing we've been pretty much doing besides donkey kong we've been talking about it for a while but i, I think that's pretty much i guess quick just portion is just fall guys that's all we've been doing yeah, and like I said, One Piece Odyssey, but that's something mm. that we're going to have to take a little more time with, yeah, maybe yeah. during one of our weeks where um, we, we were only doing one world. Um, so I was thinking today before we recorded, I was like, it's been two years since we covered Rare's Donkey Kong Country trilogy for the Super Nintendo. Like yeah. two years this month. Um, now, I don't necessarily like Tropical Freeze better than any of those three games. However, I think it's an entirely different beast, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll maybe your thoughts will resonate with mine on this one. But to me, it seems like Tropical Freeze um, takes an approach that's more like the new school of platforming games, to where everything is designed to feel more rhythmic, where, kind of like Rayman uh, Legends, uh, where it, it almost feels like everything is placed for you to do in like a perfect sequence. Um, things are kind of timed with music and everything like that. You know what? I never really thought of it that way, but you're, yeah, it's kind of, that's actually kind of pretty on point. I never really thought of it like that, but yeah, it's just, I don't see any like, yeah, I just never really thought of it that way. Wow. You just really like put something in perspective. That's like, actually you're, that, that's true. I never thought of it being yeah. like, Ray, but I liked Rayman Legends too. I was like, oh, I really like this yeah. game. 
it's it's not to say that they're no, bad, yeah. but like most modern two D platformers do have this feel to it mm-hmm. that might have stemmed from like Donkey Kong Country Returns or Rayman Origins, to where like enemies are perfectly spaced out from one another, to where you are getting into this rhythm and flow that if mm-hmm. you don't mess anything up, it's an easy way of getting through all the levels while collecting all the coins I mean, or K O N G letters. Tropical Freeze has a speed run uh, option once you beat a level. Yes. It has a time trial. And they are absolutely brutal. I will say that they are. right off the oh, bat. Very. <laughs> I think I did the World 1 1 1 with uh, Funky Kong. I got bronze. And it was just one bronze. of the most. I think I'm at silver. A <laughs> um, few other things to note about this game that are like drastically different from the old mm-hmm. ones. Um, you run automatically in this one, you're not having to roll into a run. And it still does retain that roll off the ledge into a, a further jump. But you're not mm-hmm. having to like hold down the button to run. Of course, you have you know different mechanics, which we'll get into when we when we talk about the levels. But one that doesn't that doesn't really have like an introduction as more as it just shows up everywhere is from Returns, um, where Donkey Kong can slap the ground and mm-hmm. cause you know plants to open, bananas to come out, different things to happen. So, with that being said. We are going to go through the levels. We're going to do the numbered levels, then the boss. Then we're going to do the world's bonus levels, and then the K uh, Banana Temple level mm-hmm. in each world. Um, we're going to jump right into it here. Without further ado, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze starts with Lost Mangroves after uh, a really cool cutscene where Frederick and his army basically freeze donkey kong uh mountain his name's frederick donkey kong island yeah his name's frederick that's funny (laughs) i didn't even know that That is hilarious that's actually really his name's frederick i was having i had to look it up because i was like i know it starts with an f is it like franklin is it fred (laughs) his real name is frederick yeah um so i like that cutscene, especially the end when his ship is just flying around the island and it plays Mm. like the the tropical freeze theme song i love that part um, but Donkey Kong and, you know, Diddy and Cranky and uh, Dixie get knocked back all the way into the Lost Mangroves. And we start with Mangrove Cove, which is our intro level. Donkey mm-hmm. Kong uh, punches his way out of a helicopter. And what we have here is kind of like a shipwreck deal going on in a forest with, you know, plane debris and ship mm-hmm. debris. Um, it, it's a really good, if not just standard intro to like the mechanics, the, 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 you know, smacking the ground and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the highlight for me of this one though, is that it shows off the game's dynamic music. Um, so right after the, the first little introductory platforming section, you go off a ledge and you go into the water. It immediately changes the song to a, like the best version of aquatic ambience that David Wise has ever done. Yeah, and then yeah. you're out, and then you're out in like five seconds, and you continue. It's a pretty basic intro, but I like it. It's 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 pretty it's pretty good. It, I what I really like if the when you when you're off the main island, which is DK Island, I guess it kind of now puts in lore that there's smaller islands around DK Island mm-hmm. instead of just being an isolated island by itself. There's smaller islands, and it's really kind of this idea that. If you go back to the very first game, it was from that island going all the way up to the top, even in returns. Now we're on separate different islands trying to get back to the original. And it's so funny how it starts off with, like, your basic enemy types. 
that the returns had and maybe you see on an island but i like how midway through that level you kind of have this kind of shit where you think you're gonna get to the end but then all of a sudden the penguins start uh kind of like trying to get these they're trying to like capture all the rest of the islands too they're trying to like put their like like the penguin soldiers on them so they can get everything not just the dk island yeah, and that's something that happens a lot in in many of these levels where there's, like, a plot twist in the middle of the level where, like, mm-hmm. the level will stay the same, but there will be a new twist to the formula. Like, uh, uh, you know, the levels are much longer than older Donkey Kong Country levels, and those, mm-hmm. those levels featured or revolved around one central mechanic, whereas this, the mechanic might be there the whole time, but it's being used in different ways um, throughout. And we'll kind of see that with, like, the Rambi level uh, in World 2. Moving us along, though, Shipwreck Shore is uh, the second level. This is our introduction to Tropical Freeze's climbing mechanic. Now, if I remember correctly, they had... Did they have this in, in Returns? They had... I Yes, they did, from, from what I recall. They do, but I... You know what? No, yeah, it's pretty much. It's pretty much. Uh, I think kind of the first time they show it in returns, and it was a whole mechanic. There was a gimmick there, and it, I guess they do bring it back. I don't think as quite often though. This one they do have it, but I think returns has it way more often because it was something yeah. new. So this is where you know your Kong can you know be at Donkey or Funky, and we'll we'll get into like the logistics of those two um, in a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, you can climb. You can basically latch on to you know vines and stuff. Uh, or or grassy areas on like the top of the screen and like climb around things by holding a shoulder button this Mm -hmm. i honestly have never been a big fan of because back in the old games if you like had a rope donkey kong would just kind of latch onto it but i understand that they're doing it here for a reason that will become apparent later on in world one Mm -hmm. um it's just something that i've never like been the biggest fan of but you can use it especially in later levels to kind of launch yourself um, across to like other platforms or other mm-hmm. walls to grab onto. Um, this one ends with that cool raft section where you know your 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 makeshift wooden raft is being destroyed by propeller blades before you. Um... Oh, and this one also has a little bit more of a water section. Like it's not necessarily a water level because we don't get those until World Four, but like yeah. it has a sizable portion of like this is where that you know air breathing mechanic in, in donkey kong country tropical freeze comes in actually i guess I, I can remember the little details i remember the i like the sharks for some reason have a dog bark and anim- like like audio cue which is really funny yeah they have like a weird and then that's that's pretty actually you know what's really funny is that the biggest thing i think we forgot to mention is that instead of playing it with just diddy i like how you can now play as dixie cranky or diddy oh in yeah this one. i totally forgot because i think they introduced it in the second in the second level yeah, and I was actually I have I I have some notes here. I was gonna mention Cranky in the next level, but yeah, Diddy has like a rocket little boost that'll give you some more momentum. Mm-hmm. Dixie can do the uh, helicopter hair, and Cranky can turn Donkey Kong into Scrooge from Ducktales. <laughs> Basically, um, as in yeah. you can do a pogo onto like spikes and stuff. Um, so Canopy Chaos World One Three is where you first get Cranky. It is also the first level in the game to feature vine climbing. Uh, like upwards climbing on the vines mm-hmm. and and you know those those you know regular swinging vines and, and it's also the first level in the game to feature like a vertical platforming section so there's a lot of firsts here 
But Cranky is by far the like the most interesting thing to talk about. So you've got him. There's sections with um, items like banana coins or Kong letters um, above spikes on the floor that will kind of like rotate between safe floor and spike floor. But as long mm-hmm. as you mash B um, before you hit the ground as, as Cranky, he will do the Scrooge McDuck pogo jump and you'll be able to get through obstacles safely like that. I mean, it is a, a, such a Cranky like heavy level. I mean, it's pretty easy. I was I was going through it right now, and pretty much it is kind of like you're like how you put it. It is kind of like uh, Rayman Legends, where if you kind of have the rhythm of the game, I I kind of breeze through this pretty easy. You know, Cranky is pretty much. You know what's funny? I think Funky Kong is every single Donkey Kong character I mean, in just one character. That's what I was gonna say. I said I was, this I is a perfect this time to is. bring up Funky Funky Mode because he's basically got the extent of all their abilities in one. Mm-hmm. However, like we talk about how it might like have the same feel as like a Rayman Legends Rayman Origins. The thing that I like I, funky mode is definitely easy mode. The reason mm-hmm. that I like it so much is that it makes it feel more like the SNES Donkey Kongs and that you don't necessarily have to follow that rhythm, but you can mm-hmm. go at your own kind of like pace. When you're playing as Donkey Kong, you're kind of playing on the game's terms. When you're playing as Funky Kong, throw it all out the window you're playing an snes donkey kong country um but you you, i mean you can mess up with him um Mm -hmm. his little his little um float thing after the double jump is very slow so it's like you could put yourself in positions where like a platform will move and then you'll end up not being able to get onto it but um i've played the levels in both donkey kong and funky kong a couple times during my revisiting of this game Mm -hmm. um and you know donkey kong does give you that rhythmic feel whereas funky kong makes it feel more like the snes games um you can do hard mode as funky kong with the one heart as well so if you wanted that extra challenge while still having it feel like the the classic ones Mm -hmm. like that's possible yeah pretty much uh nothing much going on this level i i I think the first world is pretty much just introductions of kind of the character yeah, mechanics. It, it, it kind of breathes through these pretty quick. I wouldn't call it bog standard, but it's definitely like the least interesting, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of like good world, things, yeah. Like World uh, 1-4 Trunk Twister, the first minecart level uh, in the game. It's <laughs> easy, but like so thematically good going through this plane wreckage. And at the end, you're like going on top of like planes that they're pulling out from the ocean yeah and like boats and stuff uh it's it's just it's just honestly that when you compare returns to tropical freeze it's so more like theatrical unlike the cutscenes and the animations that they're able yeah. to do with this one but they it's went, just like the levels more. themselves are so thematic and like you're climbing all the way up to canopy mm-hmm. chaos and then trunk twister brings you not only through the tree but back down into the water that's true, yeah. It like I was like towards the end of World Two, I was just like giddy almost. I was like laughing at like because I had never quite paid attention to a lot of the themes before, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, this all ties together just so well. But then we come to the crux of the game, for me at least, the mm. boss fights. The mm. boss fights in this game, they are interesting thematically, gameplay wise. I think they are horrendously long mm-hmm. with no checkpoints and the slightest mistakes can cost you. Now there are ways to mitigate this. You can play as funky. It's easier to play as funky. You can buy mm-hmm. barrels from funky's flying by. 
um, and get, you know, extra spawns of Dixie Kong, Diddy, or Cranky as the fight goes on if you lose mm-hmm. them. Or you can just go in with your four hearts and, you know, have that war of attrition with the boss fights. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that the, the, the walrus uh, or the seal boss of World 1 is not too bad, but it is a long fight. It I think this just goes to show the rest of them like i said i honestly think for me there's only two that stand out that's that and we'll talk about them later but i guess we know which two have already said but for me personally the boss fights are kind of like they're fine i don't think they're, they're the highlight of the game but i also don't think they're such a big downfall i know that you dislike them very much i don't understand with like two of them I, okay i understand why you would dislike these two I'm not saying you're not wrong your opinion with the other ones i can see like yeah maybe it's not the best part for some players but for me i guess it's like a different perspective i don't mind the boss fights i think the first one's pretty decent and i think as for the first boss fight it's pretty good it's like it's a simple boss fight nothing too crazy about it i almost feel like if they cut out the middle phase or cut out the last phase it would be even better mm-hmm. but like we know donkey kong country one two and three have especially one has really simplistic bosses that didn't feel like when you got to it you're like oh i have to do this boss now um it's gonna take forever especially if i mess mm-hmm. up at the very end and i've got to go through because there is a lot of invincibility Agreed. phases in these bosses yeah I, I agree but i mean i can't complain about the first one it is it is long, but it is not like the worst thing. Terrible, yeah. Seals sliding across the ground. You have perfectly timed opportunities to jump on his back. Some ads will spawn in and everything. Um, but the World 2 boss can get a little, you know, hairy. Um, now, we have some bonus levels because some levels feature uh, secret exits. Um, and I, I've kind of got a bone to pick with the first bonus level. Um, zipline shrine it's a very fun level where we have you know vine swinging but we have this zipline mechanic where you are holding on to a vine and sliding down kind of like you're going down a ski lift Mm -hmm. and you're having to either let go or jump up while you're holding the button and you know going down this mountain i like that mechanic i think it's really fun however i find it interesting that that mechanic is introduced in a hidden level when a harder version of it shows up in World 2. For the first one, right? Yes, and they do this with two other level types. Have them have their first one as part of a bonus level. Okay, for some reason I got confused with B and A, and I totally forgot A existed in World 1. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking of B for some reason. But yeah, I I agree. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the other one that has the zip lines in, mm-hmm. in, when we do World 2. But, like, this, and I'll go ahead and say it, the rocket barrels, that's introduced in a bonus level. Mm-hmm. And then 1B, Busted Bio, is a bonus level, but it's the first time that we have one of those silhouette levels in the game. I like those. Um, oh, me too. I, I wrote down on my notes here, Masterpiece of World 1, the first silhouette level in the game. It's just such a cool idea. I believe they did this in in Returns, Mm -hmm. but they do it here too. And since I've only played Returns on the 3DS, um, this is the first time I get the full entire scope of, you know, these silhouette levels where you, you might think it's hard to navigate, 
but everything is so like defined mm-hmm. you know when it might be a bush enemy because those look like the bushes but they're never obscured by like you you've never got anything in your way it's all perfectly set up to like you know the donkey kong tropical freeze rhythm yeah uh agree i i i think also it's just shows for that type it, it it's one of those things where it, it sucks because it, it really shows kind of like the really great artwork this game is like you know how it's designed and sometimes some people are obviously not going to get to it because it's behind like a bonus level but i just i really like the silhouette levels and i think returns it in more often in the main game than they were for bonus stuff so it's uh-huh. kind of like maybe that's my problem with it is that it's it is a bonus introduction it's like oh man like I really wish this was you know, a main level, not just a bonus side level. Yeah, um, with it being a bonus introduction, that is, like, weird, like the zip lines, but it mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense for the zip lines or the rocket barrels to have their introductions in bonus levels. It's as though Retro Studios expected um, everybody to find those secret exits mm-hmm. before moving on to the next world when that's not going to happen. It's sort of like... Every bonus level should just be what the world has done before and not have... All right, let me reword this. It's every bonus level in a world should be the kind of the sum up of that entire world at the very end. You should be able to beat the world first and then get to the bonus stuff. It shouldn't be stuff that, you know, you'll get later on throughout the game, but it was in the very first world. Yeah, because like like we'll get to the level... We'll get to Wingding, which is the end of World 2. That, mm-hmm. that has the zipline mechanics, but it has a harder mechanic of hitting the bells to go along with mm. it, which, you know, it would have it would have been more interesting to have um, zipline shrine be in the numbers and, like, you know how to do that mechanic before they add on the additional thing of, like, press the uh, melee button while you're doing it. Um, but before we get to World 2, we have to talk about the Banana Temple levels, the K levels. Um mm-hmm devious levels with no checkpoints and the most challenging gauntlet of platforming ridiculousness in the game that you can only get after collecting all of the k-o-n-g levels Mm. uh letters in a world you don't have to collect all the puzzle pieces but you've got to collect all the kong letters Mm -hmm. so 1k is swinger flinger a rope swinging level so i beat this for the first time yesterday right after Mm. i had told you i can't do this i beat it with funky kong man I hate this level. <laughs> okay, I guess not to say that, you know, I won't say this in the sense of we are not on the same skill level when it comes to games, but I did go at this with regular DK and not funky mode. You're it more tenacious a, with it than I, I am. <laughs> and I'm pretty much almost done with the bonus was I'm still not done yet. I still have a couple. I think I'm on, like, the second to last world, so I'm almost did done. Did you do Bopopolis? Is that in, like, basically, whatever. That's the second one. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I think I, I've which, done that one. I hate that one. Which one's the fruit world? It's like the second to last one, right? It's like almost That's the, the last fifth world. world. That's the fifth. Pretty much, I've I've done one through four. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I know my limits of frustration with games <laughs> like this. And I was also like kind of remarking that it's so much easier to talk about Donkey Kong level by level than like Mario because every level just has its own is identity unique. to it. Yeah. And the identity of Swinger Flinger is pure hatred. <laughs> 
No, but I, I went at it regular DK mode, so we'll have, I guess, a different experience. Some levels might be harder for me than it were for you, but I, I pretty much did all the bonuses, so I completed World 1. I mean, that wraps yeah. up pretty much everything. World 1 is nothing to, like... Like, if you look at it in the grand scheme of it, it's a basic level, but obviously compared to other platformers, it's like, this This is stuff they put in the end of the game. It's like this. Yeah, is this is, start. like, high-end... This is, Gameplay. like, low-end for Donkey Kong, but high-end for platformers in general. Exactly. It's really hard to come close to this in any other game. Kudos to the makers of Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3 for making a really great Donkey Kong game, too. <laughs> World 2 is Autumn Heights. This is where things start to get interesting. Uh, it's also where the difficulty starts to like really ramp up and you've got to start getting into that flow. Like World 1 allowed for a couple of mistakes here and there, but here mm-hmm. we start to get those things where it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to want to mess this up, but you're going to have to do some trial and error. So the checkpoints really matter, um, starting with 2-1 Windmill Hills, where we start out in kind of like a windmill village surrounded by trees and forests. We are jumping from windmill to windmill. This is stuff we see in a lot of platformers where you're jumping onto revolving windmill platforms. Mm. But since everything in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze needs to be absolutely destroyed, by the end of this little intro, all of the windmill platforms and bridges start to fall apart right when you jump on them. Mm -hmm. It's one of those, like, you have a couple seconds before you're you're falling off the windmill or platform kind of level. And... Yeah, I guess they're not too difficult in this game. There's some games where they're just they're too much. It's like you only have a couple seconds. This one they give you at least a pretty good grace period and not much of a jump or gap to you know leap on. Yeah, um, there are times though when you're like, if especially if you're going for secrets, like it should be said that if you're going for secrets, Kong letters, um, bonus games or puzzle pieces in this, it's going to be a lot harder to get through. So there's like a section in this one towards the end where you're jumping on different sections of a windmill with breakable pieces where you have to break the centerpiece off for a puzzle piece. That can get tricky if you, like, make one wrong move. You've, like, either lost a platform or lost your way up because I think that the platform you can jump onto before the barrel also crumbles. So it's, like, it, it really highlights if you want all the puzzle pieces, which is the hardest collectible, then you're really gonna have to, like, work at these levels and become, like, an expert. You have to do multiple runs. Uh, it's definitely a multiple run type of game. You got to figure out when they pop up and remember the layout of the level for the for the coins. Yeah, I, for I'm the sure you've gotten most of the puzzle pieces, right? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I I have a few completed, and I think all my World One ones are completed on funky mode. But like, man, some of them are like real tough to find. I mean, they do have the funky shop where you can buy. I think things that show you where they kind of show you not necessarily where they're at, but kind of like they, you know, like oh, look in this area, there might be a, a, a something bonus here. I forgot. I forgot what it. I think it's a, it's parrot. Either it's the parrot, right? Either I knew that and forgot, or never knew that. Either way, now I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they sell. I think it's Squawks. They sell him in the and like he doesn't like fly around the level, but he's in the like he's like on your screen. He'll tell you like oh like, yeah. You're somewhere near a special, like look around, like, and I'm pretty sure. I that think you now that you mentioned that, I probably used that back in my uh, 2018 playthrough. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of years since I played this, so. Um, but yeah, Windmill Hills, good intro. Things are starting to ramp up here. Then we get yeah. Mountain Mania World Two Two. This is the first Rambi level. Um, Rambi is interesting in this game. You have to keep kind of tapping the dash button to to do a run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a pretty easy start to it, as most things in this game do. 
but it goes into the whole windmill like autumn autumn uh, heights thing of everything starts falling apart bridges will start collapsing lava rocks will fall out of the sky um platforms will start crumbling to the ground as you've got to bash through them with with ramby's horn um it, this Ugh. level gets so chaotic the one thing i will say about these like the newer games is they have fewer and fewer animal buddy levels which some of them it's only really ramby good. in this it's one it's only right? ramby yeah that's what i'm saying like i really wish they had they add, would add new ones and obviously they can do really interesting levels with those characters yeah I honestly think on guard would be good in some of the water levels because world mm-hmm. four has oh, like two levels amazing. that take place on land or four, 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 four world four. You know what two did? And they had a squawks boss fight level where you turn into squawks and fight the bee boss. They yeah. should have done that with the, with the uh, sea urchin in this world, but the bad bird this game, rag, that, right? different, different. Yeah. Different, oh, no, that's different. the song. That's the song. <laughs> I forgot. But yeah. The they, sea urchins. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about them later. Oh no. It was a blowfish. The two's, three's oh, a sea the, the, the World 4 boss? Yeah, we'll, we'll, that, oh, we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. But that's just like, I really wish they did bring. But, I mean, for Rambi, it's solid level. I mean, you have, yeah. you know, platforming. He is a heavier character, so you're not going to be as floaty, and you're going to fall much quicker, and, you know, he can't jump as far. That's a, something you got to keep in mind. I was replaying this. Um, I did one run-through as Donkey Kong earlier this week, and then I did... Uh, one with funky yesterday and one with funky today and for for today's run with funky for some reason i kept messing up on the part at the end when the um mm-hmm. right before you get to the collapsing parts where the 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 fireballs are like breaking the bridge oh, down, can, yeah. i kept messing up for some reason like ramby has the double jump when when he's with funky and mm-hmm. i for some reason i just kept messing up the timing of like Man. it's an odd instance of like when you can mess up the timing with not funky. me not me with regular dk well, when I did my Real regular DK run, here. it was completely fine. <laughs> Come on, you messing up with Funky? That's the whole point of Funky. He's meant to be easier. I know. And I was like, I just did this yesterday. <laughs> but like playing Donkey Kong and Funky Kong at the same time, because like before it was like I played Donkey Kong and then I waited a while and played Funky Kong. Playing mm. them together at the same time really highlights the weaknesses and strengths between both of them. Uh-huh. Um, you also can play as Donkey Kong in funky mode and get like. I know. Here's the thing. I learned this. You can't. Ch- so when you start a new game and you pick Donkey, you cannot go to Funky. But when you go to and start a new game with Funky, you can go back and play Donkey. Because the other thing is, I that. think you can get the hard mode in funky mode, and so you can play as everybody, but you mm-hmm. still only get the one heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I'd love to play as like Diddy Dixie Cranky and have five hearts, but no, of course not. Why would they do that? Nah, they wouldn't do that. Now we get to an interesting level uh, as we, you know, climb up the, the, the village here. Horntop Hop. It's a very musical level where leaves are falling gently from the sky, but owls are blowing on horns to not mm. only make the music of the level, but to, like, shoot things out of the ground or move the leaves up so you've got a, you know, a proper pathway to cross. This is one of the coolest levels in the game. It's got a, like, very chill soundtrack to it. But it's like mm-hmm. one of those cool ideas. It, it yeah, it pretty much. It, you know what? I'm trying to think. The whole instrument idea came from returns. There's a lot of returns things obviously coming back for this one, and I think that's where it uh-huh. came from. Uh, returns has I think a little bit more better music kind of world and instruments level design, but this is not too bad either. It does have the 
you have to wait for the wind to come back in order to like if you just miss a certain leap or 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 or, or a, a platform to grab on or something like that then you have to wait it is kind of time consuming in that sense you can't really mm-hmm. have this kind of really fast paced like speed run i guess if you're so used to that but it's not too bad yeah. that might be i guess something well bad you could about just it. play as funky and double jump your way through <laughs> I'm telling you, Funky is amazing for speedrunning these levels to, like, refresh, like, the themes of them and everything. Um, This one also has that part at the end where you go into the giant horn and you're having to be, like, blown up by the the sound waves and everything and, like, climbing, like, grab onto the walls and, like, wait for the next, like, sound wave to come up and, like, Mm -hmm. continue shooting you up. I really liked that. The first time I played this game, I didn't know what was going on. And then I played it again, and I was like, oh, you went into the instrument. That's what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you, you're in an instrument. Now, let me just say, the next level, when you're kind of like deep, deep in the in the trees here, Sawmill Thrill. I mm. think that this is the crowning achievement minecart level design, not in just this game, but in the entire Donkey Kong Country series. This is like the coolest level ever. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I think honestly, I'm, I have to agree with that one. I, I can see that's a very valid point, and it's the design and just the level and the way it plays out. I, yeah, I'm looking back at every single like minecart and every minecart esque level in all the games, and I can genuinely say, yeah, this was the best one they've ever done. Like, if I had to choose a runner up, it would probably be like the roller coaster in Donkey Kong Country too. But maybe yeah, this is like such a like journey this level takes you on not only does it play like it it plays like the a version of the minecart madness song but like it starts as a regular minecart level mm-hmm. and then it transforms into this little boat and you're like going into the water while it plays a haunting version of the minecart theme and then you get the, the like the cart rebuilds itself in this like masterpiece storytelling level, um, like it's being rebuilt by the sawmill. You're back mm. on the minecart tracks, and a giant blade is is chasing behind you, shooting out blocks that create the paths that you have mm-hmm. to either jump over or duck under, and then destroying them right after you get over them. Then mm-hmm. platforms will start flying in the sky, and you're doing backwards jumps basically before the level finally ends. It's so amazing. It's pretty good, yeah. And I think about it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good actually. Like I could, I, I played it a couple of times today. I was just like, I gotta do this again. Like so much is going on, so many pieces are moving here. Man, now it's gonna be hard to go back to some of those old car- minecart because I'm thinking like, oh, th- but there's such a better one like this one. I'm like, there's a really good one that's out there. Uh, that, yeah. Now you made me like not want to play that one. It's like, oh, there's some really good ones out there. I know. It's just like it goes through a whole entire plot in in one of the game's shortest levels, honestly. But like, yeah, oh, it's pretty I don't short, know. Yeah. It, it speaks to like David Wise's ability and the um to to do this like dynamic music to where that like chilling version plays when you're like jumping through the water in the wooden mm-hmm. boat. Uh, and then and then they have like an industrial version that starts playing um, on the third section. Mm-hmm. But like when those platforms start building themselves in front of you and then being immediately destroyed, that's my favorite part. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like hard to impress me with like a two D platformer, but like this is like a jo- this is the level I would show people the um, reference reference. Uh, it's like when you put a Blu Ray disc, you'd say this is a reference disc, like you put on like Avatar or something to show off your um, HD TV or something. <laughs> 
Oh, man. What did I put to show represent? I don't even know if what I did to represent HDTV. Honestly, for me, it'd probably be a Star Wars, like Force Awakens or something. I'm just going to put a paint drying on wall. (laughs) Anyhow, Alpine Incline is our next level. Um, This is the one where the platforms are on the balloons. The music kind of reminds me of Forest Interlude, and then it starts out very peaceful. Half of it is like... It kind of, like I say, it does that whole, like, half, that rest of the mm-hmm. half is different. It starts with, like, it looks like a regular platform, but then halfway, it's all, like, air balloons and just, like, you're in yeah. the sky. It does one of those I, fake switcheroos. I really like that middle, like, that turning point where you're, like, bashing down on the balloon to get it to, like, mm. blast you up. And it's got this section where you're just going up, up, up through the clouds at, a, at like, an incredible speed. And then mm-hmm. you've got, like, a whole bunch of, like, moving platform bounce balloons at the end whereas in the beginning it's more stationary platforms being pulled up by balloons Mm -hmm. now you're on top of the balloons themselves while enemies are attacking you you're dodging propellers you're doing those super jumps it's really cool yeah it's it's a cool level uh it has some headaches i will say out of most of them i remember this will give me some big headaches with like the air balloon uh, balloon part but pretty Mm -hmm. much I don't think we've pretty much... Like, I think the levels in these games, I don't think we're going to say anything really bad about them. It's because the levels themselves are fine. Nothing's really terrible in this game. It, like I yeah. said, there's some bosses, but you know, people are going to might listen like, well, there must be a terrible level. No, I generally don't think there's any time where I was like, oh, I really wish this level did not exist. I was like, it is a, maybe a difficult level or easy, but I was like, I'm pretty much having a great time with all these levels. Like, I've gone, in in my replay with Donkey Kong, I've gone through World 4, and there might be, like, one level I've found that I'm like, this really doesn't, like, it stacks up being a good level, but for me personally, I, it was, like, frustrating. But, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that often in this one. Um, another thing that I put here of note on Alpine Incline is that... Uh, it, it's got this this enemy type that'll show up again where these there's these flying birds like these mm-hmm. aviator birds that Wait. fly in the background and then they come through the front like they go into the background and they fly around into the front are they penguins yeah i think they're like penguins that is hilarious they're penguins that are flying but flying penguins, penguins. <laughs> they actually oh, show up right at the beginning of the next level which is two six wingding um this is the one that I said was like Zipline Shrine, except mm-hmm. this time you are hitting bells to make paths appear, items appear, or obstacles collapse. Now, if you didn't do bonus levels in World 1, this is your introduction to Ziplines, and it's pretty tough considering that if, if this was your first time doing that, also wrapping your head around the mechanic of like hitting the bells while you're doing it can be a bit overwhelming if this is your first experience with Ziplines. Mm. I think that's pretty much it, though. I'm pretty much... It does the switcheroo. It's pretty much it with this level, though. I don't think there's nothing yeah. much trying to really think of anything happens towards the end. I think the only, like, thing of note besides, like, the mechanic, which is, like... You know, there's there's plenty of, like, opportunities for you to get banana coins if you want to go for them. But if you're just doing the normal path, it's fairly simple. Um, mm-hmm. But in the, in the midst of our, like thematic storytelling we are now at the like the bird houses the owls homes here at the top yeah of the i guess tree. you're on the peak of that mountain i guess you guess yeah. you start in the bottom and you get to the peak because some levels you start at the peak and go to the bottom this one mm-hmm. is like i guess first world is all flat you're in the same level this one you're starting at the bottom kind of going up on a mountain to the peak where the birds are at. that's kind of yeah, yeah i never you do thought have of a it very that steep climb in this one yeah i never i never i never even thought of it that way it's pretty good design yeah um 
So whereas like we'd slide down in, in the uh, minecart level of World 1 to get to the big top to fight the walrus, here we're going to fight the mountaintop tussle boss, the owl, on the mm. very top of the mountain. This boss, oof. For <laughs> like, you, it's fine. it was difficult. For me, it's, it's fine. fine. It's pretty good. Like, it's nothing too difficult, but... I can maybe I can understand why it's like it's a fine but it does get a little too much. I can understand. Like it's it's good if you basically the the idea of the first part and you can get multiple hits in per phase on this one. Um mm-hmm. from what I can tell you can get two and then wait and then three as opposed to one wait, two wait, three wait which you can also do. Um but if you are not aware that the platforms on the side will, you know, collapse as soon as you jump on them, then you're going to have some frustration in the beginning of this. Um, towards the end, when he starts shooting the like bunched together feathers at you, if you're not running towards him from the start, you're going to get hit no matter what. There's just a few things that's like almost like NES-style memorization for like a yeah. Mega Man boss or something during yeah. this boss fight. That's a good way to put it. I, yeah, I agree with it. Um, But it's, it's not too bad. I had... On my replay as Donkey Kong, I messed up a few times. Then I went and bought some Dixie Barrels to give myself that extra, you know, like, cushion. And then I mm-hmm. ended up doing it without losing any of the Dixie Barrels anyway. So, uh, not not too bad. But, like, mm-hmm. from the rip, it can be, like, frustrating if you don't know, yeah, like, yeah. the patterns. And, of course, if you're going to, like, Phase 2, Phase 3 to learn the patterns... You're going to have to repeat the long, long, long phases um, beforehand. Mm. But it can be summed up as like, this is the the bird boss, the bird pirate boss from Donkey Kong Country 2, if it was like a hundred times harder. Okay, yeah, that's that's a real, another good way to put it. And now we have our World 2 uh, bonus levels, 2A, which is Crumble Cavern. Oh, it's a mushroom underground uh mice and rats everywhere kind of yeah it's a really good design i like the mushroom design kind of in the cave it's pretty good this is our kind of introduction in this game to like barrel blasting mechanics that we would see in like you know world four and five of like the original donkey kong country Mm -hmm. where we have these like whole entire sections kind of like sticker brush symphony or like uh stuff like that where we've got i wouldn't call them puzzles but like you're having to, like, uh, shoot the barrel in time with things because, like, sometimes the barrels will fall into a bottomless pit. And if you don't, mm-hmm. like, shoot it just the right time, you'll end up falling into the bottomless pit with it. Um, it also has everything falling apart, the theme of this game. Uh, platforms will fall. Spikes will take down things that you're jumping on. The vines mm-hmm. themselves are old and decrepit and will start to crumble as you're on them. So you've got to keep it moving on this one. Um, but it's, it's like a really, I'd say like a challenging level, um, mm-hmm. compared to the other stuff in world two, but it is a bonus level. It is bonus. You don't have to go through it, but I think the next one's probably more difficult. It's one of the, I think B is one of the more difficult levels to get through because of what level, what type it is. It, it was the most difficult level in returns. Yeah. So rodent ruckus. Now let me just say. That I know that the rocket barrel levels are like infamously difficult mm-hmm. for some reason. This one I've is never like had a huge. Well, I've never had a huge problem with any of them on this game. Even the from the first one. Well, I can't remember the first one. First one's like, the but very I had last some huge problems with that playing it on like the 3ds. 
it's it's one of the things where the first one in the first level no in the first in the first returns game in the very like towards the end in the lava things like hot rocket ride or something like that it's very yeah. difficult i put in the same levels like the one and three where you're in the rocket going up and then like you're going oh, down yeah that one is just up. It's kind of like, like that. the one with the timer. Oh, I hate yeah. or the fuel. It's the fuel one, basically. I kind of re- put that one, the first one with that one, same kind of mm-hmm. level. Like it's very, very difficult. But this one, not too bad. I, it is a difficult level. If you know, if you have a problem with the rocket levels, it is very yeah. difficult for you basically, as a player. You like just can't get it. Pressing down, B I, to like lift versus yeah. like holding it because if you hold it, it's like it's like one of that those old games where you had to like. Hold to launch the rocket ship up so that it wouldn't crash into the ground. You know those old arcade games like that? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. on the Atari. Um, but I like this. It's like a really thematic, like, these are mice in their caves. And, like, there's cheese everywhere. There's like cheese falling. They're cheese. passing cheese to each other. They're, like, holding on to each other and swinging to grab cheese. Um, if I had to I like pick me. one really difficult part of this, it would be towards the end when that giant wheel of cheese is rolling it's kind of oh, hard yeah. to identify where you're supposed to end up landing in because it cha- yeah yeah i can see that i do think though those levels that we get later on where the the platforming parts can change and those get pretty difficult where yeah. you're not sure what's going to change and what's going to stay so you don't know where to go i, I and sometimes like the visual cue for like i should go below or above this piece of cheese comes far too late mm-hmm. so it is one of those things where it's like an auto scroller so it's like I don't have time to to think about it. So I might lose a life here and have to just accept that. Oh, I should go down instead of up. But upon replay, I didn't have like too many issues with this one. We'll see. Oh no, wait. I think Twilight Terror was the other one. So I'm pretty sure I did that um, mm-hmm. already on this playthrough. But we're not going to get to that level uh, today. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, All we got Ro- road left. rockets. It's fine. Oh, we yeah, got we got we got to talk about Bopopolis now. <laughs> we got we got two K, not evil the game, not the level. game publisher, but the the level. Evil, evil level that's just Is about it? jumping and just jumping perfectly, timing everything so perfectly, and not making a single mistake. Vicious, evil, okay, nasty yeah. level. It was difficult. <laughs> it took me a couple tries, but I I, I got it down. I I I, I passed that one. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot to say well, about that one, it's, <laughs> aside from, it's, like, jump, 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 jump. It's funny is that we can't talk about the design of the levels, uh, the K ones, because they're all pretty much the same. They're all temples. It's more or less just the, the challenge. Of, it's not the whole level is, you know, we decide we just talk, the level's pretty much just a challenge. Like, your challenge is to jump on each perfectly and get to the end. It's pretty much a challenge. Yeah, it's there's not no real story to this. It's like, mm-hmm. take a mechanic, make a hard level about it. It's kind of like the secret world, I believe, doesn't even have, like... It has more of a blocky looking like Sonic Colors-ish level design to it because it's purely platforming challenges. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bopopolis, toss that up there as one I don't like. Like, if, if I was <laughs> going to say I don't like certain levels, it's these ones that don't have checkpoints that are really long and really hard. It just ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. But that's World 2. Um, an interesting start to our game, but I think the worlds um, 3 through 6, like... These are basic worlds. Mm-hmm. Three through six is when it really starts to ramp up. So we're going to do one of those every week along with our normal coverage of games or news. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll probably be another four weeks of Tropical Freeze during regular episodes. Unless, of course, there's a Nintendo Direct, in which case the entire episode will probably be about Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. However, 
before we wrap up our episode today, it is time for the first ever installment Ooh. of been Pokemon Drip, Ruby and Sapphire. Ooh, drum roll, been a minute, it's been a while. Uh, been a minute. <laughs> seen a little ahead of it, and uh, pretty promising. Yeah, so the we're going to look at the designs of the gym leaders from the recent releases, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I believe came out the same year as Tropical Freeze, so that's kind of cool, <laughs> um, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong on that. But I also might be right. Probably not. First, we're going to look at Roxanne, the first gym leader of the Hoenn region. She is a rock-type gym leader. Mm-hmm. Man, Roxanne is pretty cool. Uh, off the rip, I'll say this, I guess, you know, kind of cheating. The color black goes with any color, no matter what. It does not matter the color, the, the you know, how bright or dark it is. Black but it goes definitely with goes but with this dark pink. The design... Pretty much, I'm judging on the design, and design is, like, pretty A-tier, S-tier design we're looking at. Yeah. Um, so she's got, like, a giant red bow, the mm-hmm. red leggings, the red tie with the black, like, dress over it. Mm-hmm. Her hair is cool, um, and, like, she's got the, the white undershirt and the black mm-hmm. shoes, basically, like, mm-hmm. coordinated. Look like Crocs. Very but stylish. fashionable fashionable i like yes it. it's all it's all like the crocs look comfortable but still fashionable but they're probably like dresses they look like crocs but i like them the dresses like everything looks like I said, it's comfortable but it fits the function of being really nice and really sharp but you know it, it, i like i said i'm seeing a tier s tier i'm seeing this as like a minimal for green badoofs well this, this is pretty good drip would you say that it rocks because she's a rock type dream leader i'm giving it Four and a half, but do I'm I'm giving it four, five. probably four and a half. I'm five for me is like really good design. Obviously, this if yeah. you go through the rest of them, none of them are as good as this one. This is a five, but for now because it's the first one, I'll put it at four. Maybe change it up later. Yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it at four and a half for for mm-hmm. right now. So Roxanne, next next week we'll take a look at a fighting type gym leader who's definitely not as cool looking as Roxanne, but we will do that. Uh, next week but for right now robert would you say we've had a pretty good first first part of the donkey kong tropical freeze saga yeah it should pretty much wrap up the first two episodes uh next week we can only pretty much do one because the levels the world get longer plus we've got other games and news to talk about as well that we'll toss in yeah with that so we want to thank you guys so much for listening as always, uh, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Download an episode. Subscribe. If you don't listen on Apple, we're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And we will be back next week, like I said, with a regular episode slash more Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, and I guess I guess we'll end with a famous video game quote, like we always do. <clears throat> you know, Ellie, we really are the outer worlds. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Later.